Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily Very Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Have a quiet day in the markets until the final hour of trading today. We actually opened fairly strong today. And then about midday, here the gain started to dissipate, ending in some fairly sharp losses, at least in NASDAQ and in the land of tech. Although I will tell you the semiconductors held up very well today. The stocks even finishing higher on the day. However, NASDAQ, of course, big, big mega tech. Uh, led by 8, 10, 12 stocks, something like that. NASDAQ today down 1.1%, down 156 points. Again, that was our loser on the day. Russ 2000 actually finished higher on the day, just only about point and a half, but it was actually higher, uh, becoming our strongest index of the day. Dow Jones today only down 12 points, but again, well off the highs. We had uh, gains of well over 100 points at one point. Uh, Dow Jones finishing 33,714, and uh, it's real 100 uh, down 19 points. Again, that's four tenths of one percent. Uh, nothing great here uh, either way. But I'll tell you, you know, we started covering this um, about a, a week to 10 days ago that on the very investing system, our markets had reached extreme overbought on steroids. That's what we call, that's our, our most overbought condition possible. Extreme overbought on steroids. We thought that sent the message you wanted to send. Because what I can tell you over history uh, and this has really been the case since quantitative easing started. This is really when the tech boom started uh, because of liquidity, really, uh, and tech always leads. So tech has led since the, the birth of QE. And what I can tell you has happened since then with these overbought, oversold uh, indicators that we track and, and, and based on our, our settings here. Uh, when you reach extreme overbought on steroids, that's when bad things happen. It just is. Bad things happen. Um, I can't think of a time where, uh, not that we haven't had extended rallies, but I can't think of a time where something bad has happened, at least recently. Again, we had three bear markets in four years. We got to this level of overbought, and you look at history, it tells you, sell, sell, sell. I mean, that's been the case. However, this is a new bull market. That's why we're not taking big-time profits. We have sold some of our position in technology being uh, semiconductors and some in housing through ETFs. Uh, but that's just discipline and profit taking because uh, we have very good gains there. But other than that, we aren't taking aggressive action here, except that we're not buying. And that, that is an aggressive action, by the way, in a normal bull market. You want to be long and strong. And, uh, you know, you want to be able to add to positions, that, uh, 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 average up which is smarter typically than averaging down, although I'll tell you it's worked pretty well for me over the years in certain situations. Averaging up, though, is considered to be the smart money move. It flies in the face of what most people would think because we're taught to buy low so high. But, again, post-birth of QE, that we have new rules, right? and those rules are momentum investing works in a bull market. That's the history we have of it. So we play by those rules, and that's the repeating pattern that gives us the high probability calls that we make here, either on the downside or the upside. And right now what we see, and Todd and I just had this conversation, folks, we're in a new bull market, okay? Uh, this is going to be different than the, than, than the recent one because we had three bear, again, three bear markets in four years. It shook out so many investors. Now the ones that are coming back in, you know, they're a cat on a hot tin roof. They're not in with both feet, you know, and the first sign of trouble, they're gone. We're starting to see some of that already in tech stocks. You're seeing, I uh, saw today on my good friend Charles Payne show talking about, okay, NASDAQ has sold off 
in the last uh, 10, 11 days, is that it? Is the boom over? Is the Has the bubble burst? And that's kind of how he opened the segment. Now, I know Charles Payne well enough to know that that's not what he thinks. But, of course, that's that's uh, that's Fox Business Marketing. And they had a guest coming up, no doubt, that had turned bearish on tech, I guess. I didn't get to watch the whole segment. But, again, the point being, this is a new bull market. All Everything that we see tells us it's the birth of a new bull market. And that's important to know. Because that means you're going a lot higher, okay? <laughs> that means you're going a lot higher. So many people are out of this market institutionally and in retail. And, and again, it's going to take time. A lot of time is going to have to pass for people to say, okay, you know what? I'm not only in, yeah, but I'm comfortably in. I'm going to keep adding to positions. Now I'm good. Okay, now it's okay to, to dollar cost average on going up. And again, this is the psychology of a bull market that's so important to understand here, I think. And I think it's uh, it's what gives us a level of confidence again because I've seen a few of these over my time. And so here's how here here's what Tyler and I talked about. Take the hottest group that we've had outside of semiconductors has been the Qs, right? Nasdaq 100, Megatech, Megacaptech. Would it surprise you to learn that the Qs again QQQ the ETF Nasdaq 100? Would it surprise you to learn that the Qs are 11 percent? below all-time highs because when tyler said that today i'm like i knew that but then it registered like what we're still 11 percent away from an all-time high because it, it, this has been the second start second best start in, uh, since 1999 for for nasdaq and so you know my my brain is on is i guess locked into thinking we're already at all-time highs of course we are look how strong this 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 move has been how could we not be right but we're not we're not. We're 11% away. That that means we've got to get there just to start making new all-time highs. So we get an 11% move ahead of us in NASDAQ 100 at bare minimum. And then the real bull market starts. The bull market that has its own you know signature on it now because it's now struck a new high. So that had, we're not even close to that yet. So again, I think that uh, for the for the for the time being. And I think the time being is going to remain at least through the end of this year. The smartest of smart money plays is to be long this market and to buy dips. And that's pretty much what we're going to be doing from here on. And then uh, as you get the opportunity, take profits. Uh, and, that, and that'll continue to happen. We've had it happen here. But by and large, you don't want to, you don't want to have, you know, you don't want to wind up with 50% cash. You know, then the problem with selling something is you got to buy something. That's the problem in the bull market. Now, sector rotation helps to solve some of those problems. But, you know, the last thing you want to do is be out of tech as the tech bull market is just getting underway. That's the key point here. So we got to keep that in mind, all of us. I'm speaking, I'm doing this for myself as well as a reminder to, to not get shaken out, you know, to not get shaken out. Uh, and if you do, you know, you get a three, four, five percent pullback, get back in, right? I mean, I can tell you that's how we're going to be treating it here. Uh, but again, NASDAQ down 2.6% over the last 10 days from its highs. Um, and I, I doubt that it's going to semis are up today again. The internals today, we'll cover that in a moment. Fantastic. I doubt, I doubt we're going to pull back a whole lot more. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I do not see this as a big shakeout, in other words. Uh, matter of fact, this morning's uh, VRA letter, we wrote this up about the semis. I'll just tell you verbally, 
that you can't see the chart that's steering me in front of my face here. Uh, we are now at oversold levels for the semiconductors. And that may surprise a lot of people, but we're there. And, uh, you know, um, and not extreme oversold, nothing like that. And I hit not even heavily oversold, but we're hitting oversold levels on our shortest term momentum oscillator stochastics, uh, which is a very, very useful tool, especially in bull markets and in strong bull and bear markets. It leads, it's like the stochastics are like the semiconductors, <laughs> you know, they lead in both directions. And, it, and if you don't pay attention to stochastics, then you're probably not very good at investing. From if you if you use any technicals at all and don't use stochastics, you would be oddball. You wouldn't fit in at a party. You'd be that guy. That's how important stochastics are. And now they're starting to hit oversold. Uh, again, I just don't think this is going to be, I don't think we're going to have much of a pullback here, especially not in semis. Um, okay, that's really it uh, for, as far as the market's concerned. I think that's enough color. Uh, again, uh, the VIX today was up 6%. Uh, VIX is getting a little bit of uh, a life in it, 14.25. But the 10-year now back to 3.71% yield. That's only going to go lower. Um we may not have our timing exactly right on rates, but I think I think our primary view is going to is going to win out here uh, because we're about to inherit a world not just of uh, of uh, AI and uh, tech revolutions, but innovation is going to come with deflation. This is the, I think going to be especially if AI has a promise that we we're told it does, and then you know if you read any technology uh, uh, write-ups at all, you see. Okay, there's some big things coming here. We don't know exactly what they are, but I saw I saw a tech presentation the other day um, uh, that that is pretty fascinating. A company that has a, a tech that it you know you're looking at uh, at, at, a, at a display that makes it look like there's somebody in the room with you. It's, it couldn't be more clear. You know, it's um, it's interesting. The applications, of course, when it comes to gaming for something like that, uh, and who knows where all this is going to go. We don't know, but I think big things are coming in the field of medicine as well. Some positives to uh, to offset the negatives what we have with this uh, with this uh, uh, poison jab. But uh, innovation is going to drive everything. It's going to bring the cost of everything down. That's what innovation does. That's why you have innovation uh, to bring new things to people and to bring costs down of existing applications and products we use. And I think we're going to have a lot of that, and with that, rates are going to plummet. And that's where the Fed's that's the Fed's big mistake here. That they don't understand the the, the uh, lack effects, and they don't understand. They can't see what's about to happen. They they barely. They're lucky if they got last month's read right, and that's already happened. That's how bad this Fed is, led by Jay Powell. Um, but uh, we can make money, you know, by understanding how poor they've been at their job too. You know, that's another repeating pattern that we've been tracking here, and the Fed is overdoing it here with rate hikes, and they'll wind up paying the price in the back end. But that'll come with rate cuts going forward as well. Uh, but we like this pause idea. The markets like it when it pauses. Uh, bull markets tend to do very well at times of a Fed pause. And it's not quite as etched in stone how well they do when the Fed has to cut, because why are they cutting? Because we have a weak economy. We have problems. So, you, you know, rate cuts are, they're not, they're not really bullish for bullish reasons anyway, typically. Okay, let's take a look, look under the hood today. Um, Eternals, again, Eternals are good today. The put call ratio, by the way, did tick up today. Final read on that of 0.88 is what I have here. Uh, and for index options, 1.12. Uh, that's uh, 
that again, that's 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 getting very bearish right there for the put call ratio, which is the contrary indicator. So it's already starting. You see it. Sentiment's already starting to change. Didn't take a whole lot, did it? Um, we'll see it in the fear and greed index this week. I bet you. I mean, uh, uh, sorry, the um, AAI investor sentiment survey. We'll see that this week. It'll show up. Be a lot fewer bulls there. Uh, and fear and greed index will start really, really getting ratcheted down too. Today, NASDAQ internals were negative uh, for advanced decline, but only about 400 issues. Uh, volume essentially unchanged uh, between advanced declines, pretty much even there for NASDAQ. NYSE, and this is where the strength remains, two to one, a positive advanced decline NYSE. Volume today, I'm going to round up a little bit, two to one positive as well for NYSE. Being good to see. When you have both the Dow Jones and the S P 500 lower on the day, if only by S P 500 was down four tenths one percent. So that's this is this is these are really good internals for N Y S. These are really good internals in Y S D. They also had more new fifty-two highs and lows today. I think just fifty-eight to thirty-one small numbers here. Nasdaq was three to one negative uh, for new fifty-two highs and lows. And our second watch today, pretty much split here. Really, uh, real estate. Uh, led the way, uh, six sectors higher, five lower. Real estate led the way up 2.2%. It's been all over the map recently. Depending on your list, too, about commercial real estate, what's going to happen there? We think it's not going to be, honestly, it's, we've already seen most of the problems, frankly. Now, the news may still continue to look bad, but I'm saying when you have these commercial REITs, right, these are, these are you know trading vehicles of real estate, commercial real estate uh, in the form of a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, when you have these already down 60, 70 percent, some of these are down 80 percent. That's absorbed a lot of losses in commercial real estate. And uh, the banks just don't have that much exposure. It's so spread out and it's such a small part of most banks, even the uh, regional, such a small part of their overall portfolio. They've done a very good job. After, folks, after 2008, banks have done a very good job. Now, we've had the, the losers you know, in California and the one in New York that went under, all right, because they were primarily California, New York banks at the end of the day, more worried about social justice than they were banking in some cases, apparently. Um, but other than that, banks are really, really strong, like the housing market. It, it's, it, it's, it's hardly ever been stronger. And that, that, that gives you great support for the economy. This, this economy is in very good shape. We're going to have a melt-up bull market here, folks. That's what's developing here. Enough so that we could still be bullish on Bitcoin and other crypto assets. That there's plenty to go around is the point. Uh, that's really, we'll look back and that'll be the story of this, of this massive bull market. Liquidity. Unprecedented liquidity. More billionaires than ever. More billion, trillionaires than ever. That's as far as public companies, that's the case. And, uh, and, uh, and, and again, for homeowners, credit scores never been higher. Net equity in their home, never been higher. Uh, uh, foreclosure rates, at like an all-time low, coming off of that. It was an all-time low two, three months ago, but I, I understand it's picking up a little bit here. But um, just just really fascinating uh, watching this develop. And again, the story, we look back on this and it will be, yeah, that was, that was the roaring 20s. That was liquidity. Everybody had money. So all the people bitching out there about inflation's killing you and all this and all that, boy, at the end of the day, it's just not showing up in the data. It's just not. Economy's strong, folks. Economy's strong. Housing is really strong. And this is just the, the beginning, again, 
of what's going to be a massive bull market in these great asset classes, which one day will take gold and silver with it too. Uh, energy today up 1.7%, uh, really about it. To the downside, commercial, uh, communication services down 1.8%, consumer discretionary down one and a quarter percent quite elsewhere. And our commodity watch. Now, I talked about this on Friday's podcast, I believe. I really like the chart of gold and uh, uh, silver and the miners. I really like these charts and these pullbacks. Uh, I think I think that I'm, I'm going to try to write this up tomorrow, the next day, because we're not quite at the perfect buy you know, spot we like to look for. But uh, I'll run the charts again tonight. But we're close. Like we're we're two, three, four days probably away at most. Especially if it continues to be some consolidation sideways action, uh, we're right right there getting to an, a near perfect buying opportunity on the charts. And of course, you know I love it fundamentally, but on the charts, really looking good in the very investing system today. Uh, gold was up three and a half dollars an ounce at nineteen thirty three. Silver up uh, two percent today at forty seven cents an ounce at twenty two eighty two. Copper today down one and a half cent a pound at three seventy nine eighty a pound. And uh, finally, today crude oil up forty two cents a barrel at sixty nine fifty eight a barrel. Finally, finally, Bitcoin. The aforementioned down 160 on the day at 30,267. Uh, again, we're long this asset class now. And uh, speaking of Bitcoin, um, having uh, re added its portfolio here recently and looking for, uh, I think, a big move here. Uh, I think a big move higher is building because the applications for Bitcoin are now have been codified. Uh, they're, they're legit, right? They've been given the post blessing uh, when, uh, when the behemoths, right, uh, of Wall Street. BlackRock, Fidelity, Swab, they're all in the game now. They have their ETFs coming, trading platforms. Uh, they've backed them. Uh, it's The SEC's blessed this classic. It's not been made official, but it has been blessed. Uh, there's no way these groups commit that kind of money. And uh, infrastructure, meaning employees, unless they've been given the green light. Go for it. it it's, it's a fait accompli. Bitcoin is here to stay, and the regulations may be oppressive. To some, uh, but the asset class is here to stay. Like, like really need it. If everything you do is being traced, there are great applications for Bitcoin. What I'm telling you is, it's a trading vehicle for us. Uh, that's how we're looking at it. The applications, I don't have that much use for, it. but I can spot a good investment when I see it. And again, supply and demand story: 21 million Bitcoins. That's all they're ever going to have, and that alone. Now that it's being blessed by the SEC, that alone is a reason to own this because the whole world knows exactly what just happened. And we're about to see a big – if gold could find a way to set itself up as a structure of Bitcoin, wow, it'd be happening for all the right reasons, right? Uh, there's some efforts to try to tie gold to uh, to Bitcoin, to other crypto assets. It's not taken off yet because you have the underlying asset. But there would be a perfect marriage there, isn't there? There is a perfect marriage of gold and uh, the crypto space. Found a way to make that work. You're the best of both worlds, I think. All right, folks, that's it for today. I uh, hope you had a good day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.